What is up, everybody? Yeah, that's right. Three episodes. In one week. Boom, boom, boom. That's back unbelievable. to back to back. We call it a three-peat. Comedy <laughs> <laughs> film nerds land. Uh, no, or a trilogy. Trilogy. All right. Well, Lord of the Rings guy has got to call it a trilogy. Yeah, we'll call it a trilogy. This yeah. is the Dark Knight Rises of uh, film nerd episode yeah, this, this is week. the one that's going to get nominated for the award yeah. out of the three this right. week. And this is the one where one of us is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The end of this episode, someone's going to die. It's going to be great. Deadpool. Um, uh, I want to thank everybody who came out to the Irvine Improv last night. Um, it was an awesome show. It was the Comics on Safari. Murray Valeriano put it together. It was me and uh, uh, Monty Franklin from Australia, Joe Pip. And um, so no, Monty Hall couldn't make it. Monty Hall couldn't make it. No, I he was actually surfing. Monty Hall was actually he was uh, in he was in Tahiti getting on Tihapu. This is the most amazing wave ever. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. And uh, Quicksilver's it was like almost sold out. It was great on a Wednesday oh, night. Cool. It was it was really cool. And the Quicksilver brought all this swag. We did like raffles and stuff throughout the show, and I, you know, we all of us comics were like, "Oh, they'll bring like a couple stickers and a T-shirt." They brought mm. like a watch and backpacks. It was like a lot of shit they gave. Oh, out. cool! So it did Any well. Surfboards? No, let's not get crazy. Um, well, those we would not be raffling those. Yeah. the comedians would all have taken those. Um, but uh, that's a cool thing. So we're going to be doing more of those shows. It's uh, Murray is uh, from Road Stories is is putting it all together. So that was um, cool. Well, we do want to say also this episode is uh, brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own personal website or online portfolio. Like, let's say you wanted to create a website about Monty Hall surfing. You could do that on you Squarespace. You totally could. Why, why, and why wouldn't you? Why I wouldn't guess you? really is why, the question. Why hasn't no one made that website why yet? Why have, have Monty Hall's people not <laughs> put this together? Why is he not surfing more? Yeah. Like, what, what's his problem? And uh, yeah, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code CFN. Yes. Three words. No, three, that's two, actually letters. Those are letters. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's not <laughs> split hairs. Right. <laughs> let's not split hairs on what, on what letters and words yeah. are. Jesus. Wow. It's going to be that kind of an episode? Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I'm very pedantic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Squarespace slash pedantic, and uh, <laughs> you, you still Chris only get ten percent off. Pedantic.com. Someone needs to make that website via Squarespace and use coupon code CFN, which are three letters or words, whatever. Like yeah, I don't well, let society control yeah, me. It's up Chris. to you, really. How do you want to play it? I mean, really, you want to call them words? You want to call them letters? Look, Chris, I'm not going to let the man tell yeah. me how to speak grammar correctly. Yeah, what words, letters, vowels, or consonants are. Fuck this you. is bullshit. I'm going to just make noises, and yeah. you you have to understand yeah. me. Why don't we do this whole episode in a click language? <laughs> Squarespace. The gods must be crazy, three. Um, so, But just remember with Squarespace, it is easy. It has 24-7 support. Um, they use words by putting letters together when they talk to you. And uh, they have extremely fast email support through the day and night. And, you know, Squarespace, they're a big um, uh, supporter of podcasts Huge. and, of course, the L.A. Podcast Festival. So we're happy to have them and on board. And I believe they've supported our guests' uh, show. Let's they have indeed. him uh, to the Comedy Film Nerds Garage, ladies and gentlemen. DB. <laughs> I am DB. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Benson, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys. It's great to be in the garage. Nice to hear the neighborhood is, you know, keeping 
keeping the lawnmowers going or leaf yeah. blowers or whatever it is they're doing out there. And to they're keep, building a giant mansion. To keep the you. valley pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but let's definitely not split hairs, but always split aces and eights. Oh, <laughs> little gambling. <laughs> little gambling tips for you guys today. And what did I hear about you guys? Uh, you're triple teaming someone this week? <laughs> what was that? What did you say? Yeah. We have we, three episodes this week, which is unusual for us. And so. we're going to triple team one of our interns. Um, yes. All right. Well, if you need a third, yeah. uh, I know some people <laughs> Doug that might want to do it. Third triple teamer. Oh God. <laughs> well, this so. is a really special episode. Yes. We do this every year an Oscar movie preview to help you with your pool mm-hmm. at work or at a party or wherever. Have you gotten positive pool feedback we from past episodes? Very, like I won. Very positive yeah. pool feedback. And, and then did those people? then give part of the proceeds to you to help fund the yes. motion picture <laughs> earbuds a documentary yes. about podcasting what a delightful segue they have indeed do we we pause for these jags or what uh one more guys oh no i don't think it's coming right. through or power through yeah it's um, uh, i mean they're right outside the door and there's no grass but it's a little odd <laughs> just, uh, these yeah. mics are good though yeah. i don't think it, i don't think yeah. the people are I hearing it okay. they think we sound insane yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is part of our oh. language. Yeah. <laughs> so also, we, also, there's helicopters over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the Google helicopters. There's sirens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to the valley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the San Fernando Valley. So we want to mention, obviously, the Kickstarter campaign. We are creeping ever so close to the goal. If you've listened to any podcast in the next last couple weeks, you've heard one of us on them. We have done every podcast. Yeah, we possible. have. There's articles in USA Today about the Kickstarter, and cool. you know we still have uh, a little bit of a ways to go, but we really think we can do it. And we got to tell you guys. Uh, we really thank you for the support, and we're we're really getting closer. And it, and the comedy film nerds fans, twenty five bucks. That's all you have to do, and it will fund. If every one of you did yeah. more than twenty five, here's can, my here's my uh, pitch. Mm-hmm. We're gonna help them win an Oscar pool. How much do you usually make at those things? Probably fifty bucks at least, right? Yeah. So since they're gonna win it anyway, they should pre <laughs> pre win. They should send you guys forty bucks. Yes. <laughs> And they keep keep ten for their trouble. There you go. There you go. It's twenty percent. And they pitch. might be at a bigger party, and the pool might be worth more money. But who throws a party and has a pool where there's only where there's less than fifty bucks? Yeah, it's well, unlikely. That's an asshole's party. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a party for dicks. So they're going to win big money based on what we tell them to do today. Because also, most pools don't do every single category. They That's don't. where it gets shitty. Right. But they do. They do the top, uh, the, main ones. the acting and best picture and director and the, maybe the two screenplays. Right. And then they pick something kind of random to for a tiebreaker sometimes, like animation or whatever. But we're going to go into making we'll help them with We'll help them with all of them, but the, yeah. some of the technical ones, I, w- I don't know where it's going to go this year because it's very easy for the Academy people when they're marking their ballot to give all the acting and best picture, like kind of give a streak in that zone. Right. But then, but this other movie was great too, so it deserves like you know i'm afraid gravity might be shuttled off into just winning all every tech thing right and, and then not the getting best picture yeah instead of it getting everything which i personally think it deserves but let's uh let's see what let's happens. get into it guys so oh, we do want to no. mention though this is the last podcast you will hear before the kickstarter right. campaign ends on monday Ooh, i, sh- I so. thought you said this is the last podcast you will hear <laughs> like you knew something podcasting is over starting tomorrow <laughs> 
the internet, a, the president of the internet, internet has made a decision. There's a giant super magnet the size yes. of Texas that's going to float over the earth and wipe out everybody's podcast. No, Monday, February 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific time is when the Kickstarter ends. Get on it. And all you guys. 2014, Wolf. 2014. Because somebody might listen to this next year yeah, yeah. and then get really confused. 2014. Or late yes. in this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. And all you guys that have donated, and, and so many of you have been posting on Twitter and Facebook. That is so awesome. And you've uh, upped your donations, too. Somebody went from $40 to $1,000. <gasps> Whoa. Really appreciate it. Thanks. So, and yeah, anything, if, if you can get the higher tiers, great. We'd love to have you on the higher tiers. In fact, we, uh, for the $10,000 executive producer tier, we upped to the ante, where mm-hmm. you not only get two free airfares and also a free hotel to the next LA Podcast Festival. Ooh, so that's you'll neat. Get, you'll get everything. Uh, how about for uh, $10,000? No, it's got to be more. $100,000. <laughs> we will help you cover up a murder. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we have a murder we, tier. We do have a murder yeah. tier. You got to email us that. You got to keep that a little bit off yeah. the books. Yeah. But we'll yeah. handle it. I know guys in Chicago. I the DL it. murder tier. <laughs> You're just hearing about it here. The DLM yeah. tier. <laughs> oh, in fact, in fact, we do have a Doug Benson tier right now. It doesn't involve murder yet. Uh, but it's but we could murder you while you're here in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a summer a movie bonus. preview that we'll probably do. We Last year we did it live at Nerd Melt. We'll probably do yes. that again. And, uh-huh. and if you donate to that, it's 1500 bucks. 1500 bucks. You, you get to be on the show yep. with us and Doug. Now you got to come out to LA on your own. Yeah, you yeah. There's out. no or, li- or just live here. Sean yeah. Sakame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or get your brother Daryl to come out. Yeah. <laughs> or your other brother Daryl. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And there's there's two of those, so one will be for the Leonard Balton game, and one will be for uh, talking to us about the movies. Oh, okay. Well, you'll, so he'll it'll be a double team situation. Yes. Uh-huh. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun. I, I love that. We got. We'll all have to, you know, between those two guests and the three of us, we'll have to agree on a date and a, sure. and get yes. a venue. But I think we could pull we'll it off. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerd metal happens. Maybe even uh, not to you know promise too much because you guys said they got to get out here. But if they're somewhere where we could pull it off, maybe we go to them. Oh, you know, like if you're in the Chicago area, I bet you we could find a uh, venue. I bet you we could find. <laughs> <Chicago>. <laughs> if you're in New York City, there are venues. Philadelphia's got venues. Yes, yes we could figure. Don't it out. fuck with us with your Des Moines bullshit. <laughs> Portland. No, Des Moines has a venue. Uh, everywhere. I mean, almost yeah. everywhere. So, if the, you know, whoever wins, you probably have to fly yourself out to LA. But, but we'll see if we we'll can see. work it out to Anything's you. Anything's possible, guys. All right. But the main thing is fund it. Yeah, fund this bitch. <laughs> yeah, fund this movie. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm. you're never going to hear from me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Graham's tapping out. Well, you should start a separate Kickstarter then, The uh, how much Graham you could raise to never hear from Graham again. <laughs> <laughs> You should start. I'll never whistle again. Kickstarter. And that's the video. If I reach this goal, I'm never gonna whistle again. I'm gonna have a procedure where I can't whistle anymore. And Doug asked me when we were on Doug Loves Movies. He goes, uh, "Hey, uh, how do you prevent Graham from whistling in the garage?" I said, "Well, Graham doesn't whistle on that show." And I forgot to say that I also I drug his coconut water before every show. <laughs> yes. So he can't. His I knew there had to be more to it than that. His can't because... form into the whistle yeah, mode. It numbs my. <laughs> there's a special thing he gets from a rare beetle in the yes. Amazon that numbs my whistle lips. Not to jump ahead, but Graham, could you please whistle? <laughs> Anyone 
of the original song nominees. Because <laughs> the answer is nobody can. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's start from, we want to start from the top, right? And move on. Or we want to move back. I'd say start small. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Build up to number uno. Documentary. Short subject. No, nothing about any of these things. Yeah, why don't we start at visual? You saw them all? Or, uh, no. Um, they show them, you know, they'll show them in batches in uh, theaters in random places. Yeah, they, yeah they're hard to find. I've done that in years past. I haven't had a chance to do it this year. Um, so I always recommend doing, like, um, going to do that if it is in your city. Here's what I'll say. Let's, I think we're going to go, Karma has no walls. I'm going to just, yeah. No, no, no. Here we go. The, la- the lady in number the lady in number six music saved my life. That'll bang it right there. That's how come? Because the academy members that are just that don't know this probably haven't seen this. They're going to look at a title and go, you know, the academy members that just go, oh, Robert Redford on a boat. I'm sure that's amazing or whatever. Like that, certain movies just get play like David O. Russell done. So they're going to see something. Music saved my life. They're going to check that box. Um, I stand alone on that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Karama has no walls. <laughs> wow, you guys, no reason to argue this early. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just you know it's more fun f- to facing say. fear, cave digger. I mean, all of these titles they do not say enough. Like, you know, the winner, uh, the what usually gives it away is the one that sounds the heaviest. You know, like if the word genocide is in the right. title or right. something. And this doesn't, none of these, the prison one sounds pretty intense. The last days of Jack Hall. Yeah, who's Jack Hall? Great question. Yeah, because that could tell us a lot. Because if we knew who Jack Hall was, um, then, yeah. Because all these these titles are really, it's a tricky one. I wouldn't, Especially I, when I, you haven't seen any of the movies. I wouldn't commit to any. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. anyone, anyone that you would just cl- check would be as good a guess as any so you're other. you saying it's a pretty even playing field on documentary short. Could go anyway. It feels like it is. Mm-hmm. Like facing fear, like it, it, that one seems like that might be kind of frivolous. Like it might be about people jumping out of airplanes or something. Yeah, The Last Days of Jack Hall is a moving cinema verite documentary that breaks through the walls of one of America's oldest maximum security prisons to tell the story. And it was an HBO movie. That's what, that's, that's, that's your winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my vote right there. I'm changing my vote. Yeah. HBO makes shorts? I mean, I know they make those documentaries that aren't crazy long, but they're still feature films, aren't they? Well, a, a short documentary can be like... How long is this? Be like 40, hour or less or 45 minutes? 45 minutes. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so, so it might it's have like been an hour, hour special. special. It's 40 minutes. Yeah, 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 there you go. And, oh, the Academy loves longer short films, too. Of course. All right, <laughs> Prison Terminal. Prison. All right, you guys, we're going to Prison Terminal. Right. I mean, we could have done the research on all four and really... Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. They really figured it out, yeah. but... It's, it's probably... But that one sounds pretty good. It's probably five 40-minute short films. And, okay, uh, moving let's on. Let's go to live-action short film. Um, okay, some of these are in another language. Yeah, so that's that's a, a kind of probably a leg up a little bit because they are snooty, the Academy. Yeah. Uh, and foreign yeah. means, you know, better. Oh, oh, that's French, so that'll win. The French one. Uh. Yeah, also, it it's translates, the title translates to just before losing everything. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it sounds pretty tragic. And French. But also with a little bit of hope, because it takes place just before yeah. losing yeah, so everything. So things might have been okay. <laughs> things were going great. Before losing everything. 
I, that's what I'm going with. I'm going Frenchie. I know the Academy likes. The I'm going to go. Do I have to take care of everything? Because I love that translation. More, uh... I love. I love the, the all three of the ones that are foreign. I love what they're translated to. That wasn't me. <laughs> oh, what's that about <laughs> the, the, the Holocaust? Um, <laughs> I didn't do it. I wasn't me. Do I have to take care of everything? <laughs> yeah, it that's sounds some, like you're annoyed. You're I put think, upon. Yeah. And uh, Graham's favorite, just before losing everything. Mm-hmm. So right, I'm going to do. Do I have to take care of everything? Oh, all right. All right. Still well, everything. I don't know how we're helping the uh, the <laughs> listeners by having different choices, but uh, well, well, uh, you know, they can they can weigh what we've said about it and decide for themselves. Because yes. <laughs> I, I I think just before losing everything sounds pretty good, and Graham's right about the it being French. That's a big plus, I think. Okay, animated short film. Now I think this is going to go to get a horse. Well, which one's Pixar? Um, well, none of them are Pixar technically. I mean, it's all Disney now. Uh, right, but, get a horse. but which one is you know what I mean? Well, which get one's a horse, the... here's the thing with Get a Horse. It's a um, I'm sure Pixar had a lot to do with it, but it's a Mickey Mouse cartoon. So, oh, I don't know. Do they give them the Mickey Mouse cartoons well, very it's, often? It's an unbelievably amazing. Let's cartoon. call Leonard Malton and ask yeah. him. <laughs> uh, it's probably one of the best short cartoons I've ever seen before. A movie. This is the one that's in the. This fr- is the one right before Frozen. Right. And what they did with 3D was. But you haven't seen amazing. any of the other ones. I have not seen any All of the right. other ones. So, but sounds I, good. I'm gonna go get a horse. <laughs> get a horse. I'm with it. you. I'm with you. Work For, it. And one of the reasons too is it's like it's an amazing cartoon, but it's also kind of not fair because the other ones don't have huge studios behind them. Right. Yeah, but I think it's going to be Get a Horse. Which means that they don't have the money to get screeners in the right hands. That's what that means. So that's exactly And technologically, this short film, you could see, cost a lot of money to make. Right. But so you saw Frozen in 3D? Yes. So you had the glasses on for Get a Horse? Yes. And do you think there's a flat version of Get a Horse when you see Frozen not in 3D? Or they just don't show it? There's a flat version of Get a Horse, but you miss the whole point of it. Like the they, whole point. Yeah, the, the the characters literally. Well, couldn't a lot of the voters miss the whole point then if they're seeing it? You could say that about every category. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the whole point of Twelve Years a Slave isn't that it needs to be shown on a giant screen, <laughs> and there's no there's no 3D. The whips don't come at you. Yeah, it's like House of Wax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the the Get a Horse is pretty much it starts like an old black and white um, Disney you know, cartoon, and it the sounds really neat. I'll and tell the characters you th- come out and then watch the cartoon with you in the. Audience. I will tell you this: yeah. I saw I saw Get a Horse um, in two D. Oh, okay. It was still very cool. All right. It didn't, and I got it. It did it amaze me as much. No, but I still think because it was cool in two D and it's got money behind it, right? That they're gonna pick it. Yeah. Um, visual effects. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Yes. Here are the nominees. <laughs> Gravity, which we could all maybe say, oh, that that should or will win. The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, Iron Man 3, Lone Ranger, there's no business being on anything, and Star Trek Into Darkness. So you think if the effects are great, but they that story is absolute shit, that they should those people should be ignored? I don't ignored. Even think the effects are that good. But I don't think... Was there, what was a better effects movie... Any of the other four? No, I mean this year that didn't get nominated because it, it edged out for the nomination. Because because there's some amazing shit in there. It's yeah. it's not a good movie. No, but it looks pretty real when the fucking train is flying off the bridge and stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp's mascara looks pretty real. Yeah, that crow. <laughs> it is looks real. Alone should win the an animatronic uh, crow. 
Um, anyway, I just think it's going to be Gravity just because, you know, it was probably the biggest hit of all of them. It was the, you know, most seen by old people, mm-hmm. you know, the least jarring to old people, you know, because he's uh, the Academy voters, you know, like, I mean, if The Hobbit, if any of these other movies appeared anywhere else but in the technical categories, then that right. the, that's the one that gets the leg up, I think. The, uh, the, the, I, I'd say it's a two. And that's race. gravity. It got nominations in serious categories, so they're just going to go through and... Well, I'd say it's my, a two-way race. I is, think it's gravity and Hobbit. Well, yeah, right. that's my question here. This is why I think it's interesting. Like, I, I agree with that logic of what you're saying about gravity because it's got all these across-the-board nominations, but sometimes with visual effects, they will just pick... That's just to say that was a great movie, like Star Wars right. gets spe- special effects, but it doesn't win Best Picture, right. whereas gravity might win Best Picture. So I, I see the point you're making, but I don't think The Hobbit. I don't think The Hobbit was considered to be a great movie that's only going to lose because it's a fantasy. No, that's right. But like but, it didn't get nominated for screenplay or anything. But I, here's, here's what I think could happen with The Hobbit: is it's Peter Jackson, so it's like oh, those the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies always win a lot of these awards, so it should just automatically be in the we'll, running. We'll give it sound editing and sound mixing then. Right. That's yeah. where I think it has a better chance of swooping in. Now, I, I, I think with visual effects, Gravity it was it was it's a groundbreaking motion picture. Whereas Desolation of Smog is more of what Peter Jackson's been doing for his last ten, right. ten movies. I, I agree with that. I mean, Gravity. <laughs> when you look at the effects, they're um, groundbreaking. But when you look at the effects on um, The Hobbit, they're amazing. I mean, that dragon looked fantastic. But at the same time, it's the way. Visual effects have been going for the last, like you said. I love the effects in Iron Man 3. To me, that movie is absolutely seamless. Like, you never feel like you're watching effects. Right. Right. And that's really good, too. So I I would give it to Gravity as well. I would give it to Gravity as well. Give it. Gravity. And I'm marking on my chart who picked what. Oh, okay. Okay, So if if any of us split on something. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, I'm with you on Get a Horse. But we're against, yeah, we're against Chris (laughs) on that one. Yeah. And then uh, we're all prison terminal, I guess. Because you yes. talk, talked us all into it. Um, sound mixing. But sound mixing, this is where, for fun, I think you could... We might as well do sound editing and sound mixing at the same time. Or is it interesting, the differences? Because why is All is Lost great for sound editing but didn't make the cut for sound mixing? Well, and this Tell is, us the difference, Chris. This is uh, where it gets very, very subtle. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Uh, sound mixing, you have more of the levels and like how all the sounds are actually mixed together. Where you have sound editing is like you're kind of picking where and what to put, changing in. from one sound to another. Right, exactly. So mixing. Oof. I mean, there. Honestly, I think you know sound guys are going to hate me for saying this. They should combine the categories: sound mixing and editing. Well, uh, then but, it'd be like six guys up there. One would get to make yeah. a fifteen minute speech and then get cut off, and the other guys would just. <laughs> Walk away sad. But for sound mixing, I would say that, uh, especially when you really listen to these movies, Inside Lewin Davis, I thought, sounded fantastic. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote uh, Murray Valeriano when his wife, Mary Zofries, was nominated two years ago for True Grit for um, costume design. He was talking to one of the sound guys uh, on True Grit as well, and he goes, the loudest movie always right, wins. Right, right. Like and th- yeah, I think Transformers might have won one right. year. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why to me in I, both or just the mixing, both. Usually they'll go. They'll just they'll just uh, check the same movie twice. Yeah, especially mixing editing sometimes can deviate, but that's to me sound mixing. This is where I think, um, Hobbit would win 
For mixing? Yeah. See, I would give it to, for editing, and mixing I would give to Lewin Davis. But who do you think the Academy's going to pick? Mm. That's the other tricky thing. Yeah. When Lewin Davis is in the mix, it's it, it got roundly snubbed in, uh, in most of the categories. So you wonder, is this a consolation prize? This will prize be a consolation for- prize, so Lewin Davis will at least be an Academy Award-winning movie, and also... Since it's music, do they uh, are their heads going to go to? Since it's the only musical, then it should win the sound mixing it's, award. It sets it's it's different than all the other ones. I think we're I think I think we've solved it, you guys. I think it's Lewin Davis for or I should say I guess Chris solved it. It's <laughs> Lewin Davis for sound mixing and uh, Hobbit for sound editing. I'll yes. go with that. Yep. Yeah, right. and, and you know, and of course, uh, people listening and and filling out Oscar ballots. You know, this is this. This is, just, you know, it's a good theory, but, but gravity could just skate in and get both. You never yeah. know. But this is also, this is usually the maker. This break. is like investment advice, you know. <laughs> and gravity's not loud. That's one thing. Like I'd say, yeah. I'd give it an award for not being too loud right. for being that kind of movie. You know? I don't, it's quiet. Yeah. This, but this is usually the, these are the make or break categories in your pool. Like usually everyone lines up for the other. And, well, fortunately, a lot of pools don't mess with these. Right. Mm hmm. That's where you're really going to be in luck this year because I think in the major categories, like they keep running TV, ABC's running TV commercials. It's anybody could win this year. Right. No, no, I think, <laughs> I think the I think best picture is a real race, but I think that the acting awards are uh, three of them are locked up and one of them is just between two people. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> production design. Now again, production design is one of those I think the the, the Academy members typically vote for. Biggest, brightest, craziest, and that's where I think Gatsby's going to get And something. period piece. Period a lot piece of times is, almost uh, always yeah. gets something. And uh, Ooh, interesting. Because you look at American Hustle, technically a period piece. Gravity, uh, the production design sure. was very precise and the way that movie looked. And then Groundbreaking, Gatsby, groundbreaking. Great Gatsby was one of those Baz you know, Lerman ones where every single color and every single thing that you saw on that screen was, was meticulously designed mm-hmm. to catch your eye. And then her, her was an interesting one where the produ- production design, there was a lot of attention to detail on it, but it was also just just it's a little obvious. bit into the future. So yeah. it's like trying to combine like, well, this is what stuff looks like now, and this is kind of what it might look like a few years ago, and we're going to combine them. Yeah, people are going to stop wearing belts. Right. Yeah, and it was that weird, like, that choice of like... I don't wear a belt. They were too high, the pants, and there were a lot of like weird fabrics that people were wearing yeah but it was really subtle and it was the 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 most futuristic stuff about it was just that everyone was you know talking to their 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 phones or their whatever and and doing it with like hands free and everything right but um i think i think that's you know since production designers nominate production design and then, but then every dumb actor gets to vote. Right. So, so these, so the choices here, some of them are very subtle, yes. like Twelve Years a Slave and her. Like you wouldn't, on the face of it, think that they're amazing pr- looking productions, but they are, they are in terms of their accuracy. And uh, yeah, and but the attention to the, detail. On you just it, said yes. the word though, subtle. That's w- nobody gives a shit about subtle. Right. So right. I think this is where I, you know, Great Gatsby maybe, but it was so hated. It's such a shitty movie that I think that this is just where they're going to go down the line. And give just give it to gravity again because really? it's just it's a world that 
you know, they had to create a world that, uh, you know, really exists, but it's nobody really knows, you Outside know. Outside of an IMAX, you know, science movie that you would go down to. A yeah, and American Hustle could squeak in there just because the production design is so fun. And the, and, and also, uh, I, as I'm far gonna, as I know, accurate. You know, it seemed accurate. Now, I'm going to go a little bit on the other way where I think it's uh, there was a backlash against the backlash of Great Gatsby <laughs> and people saying, well, it wasn't that bad. So, so Chris, is going, oh. Chris is going double backlash. Yeah, I'm going double backlash. So I think, you know, it let's was give pretty it bad. I saw it twice. I agree. I can't. I can't argue with you, but I think uh, oh, I saw it. Uh, on, I've seen it on planes. Like it's. I think it's um, it's something that production design may have to be considered. I'm going to go with Great Gatsby for production design. I mean, did did Baz Luhrmann's Australia win in its year, or uh, what? Did Moulin Rouge win that award? Was there choreographed servants in Australia? <laughs> I just mean, you know, how often does the Academy go for? I mean, it obviously got nominated because other production designers know how batshit crazy the production design was yes. on it. It was hard work, and there's no question. And it looks yeah. beautiful, but it's uh, so such a dumb movie. You're saying Gravity, Doug? I think so. Doug is going. Okay. Gravity. I I gotta tell you, I'm gonna stick with my original thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gatsby. I think I'm I'm banking on a Mancini double backlash. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. All right, you guys. Double backlash. <laughs> so Oscar Pool, Oscar Pool people, we've succeeded in not helping you. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that one could go either way. All right, original song. So we've got Happy- what's from Frozen. Oh, yeah. Uh, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Now, it's as easy as that. Now, I really think Let It Go would be a lock, except that U2 is in this category this Ordinary year. Ordinary love. And, <laughs> but, and it also won the Golden Globe. That's the one that won the Golden Globe. Right. But I, and, you, and you've provided me with the winners of the Golden Globes, which is very, very uh, nice of you. But I, I think the Golden Globes uh, can't even begin to be a a bellwether for this because you know 80 people vote on the golden globes and right. none of them are musicians at least tons of musicians are going to vote for who wins in this category for the oscar and also uh actors i don't know now that i'm thinking of it <laughs> yeah I, I still think it's gonna be frozen just because it's just too it's a it's a dumb category. There aren't enough original songs in movies. There aren't enough great ones in movies. No, I will say this song light. "Happy" is catchy. I think. But uh, did you, have you heard the song "Let It Go"? It's it's really good. It's a good it's, song. It's a really I good I song. hear all the music in Frozen's good. Yeah. That's why I just as soon as we got to the category, yeah. I'm like, it's Frozen. You know, it's that's gonna win. It's uh, I, I I would go with "Let It Go" too. It's gonna win yeah. best yeah. Ca- cartoon, best animated, and it's gonna win best song. That's gonna be like so the only up. They're nod to Frozen two song. That's the only upset that could happen. The other ones are not gonna. Upset up, I just don't see people getting that serious on that category, and no one's no one knows the song or like people and that Long have Walk seen to, Frozen probably have hummed this song. Sure, and Long right. Walk to Freedom yeah. didn't get uh, it didn't do that well in as, as well as they was hoping in the box office. It's not in a bunch of other categories either, right? Which they were probably hoping, and it's and again like like Doug just said about the song, it's not like oh everybody knows that U two Long Walk to Freedom song. It'd be a neat Oscars if they got Pharrell Williams and Adina Menzel and uh, U2 to perform these songs. The, the one from her, I don't know, Karen O from from anything, or I don't even know, I don't even remember what song that was the in the movie. Song? Yeah, I don't remember but that it was, one But all the music was but beautiful and moody. I remember Let It Go <laughs> very clearly. Yeah, right. watching so it. I think that's the one. We're going across the board on yeah. Frozen, Let It Go. Yeah. All right, yeah. original score. We've got Book Thief. Wow, that's like... Because it's John Williams. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you said that, skated Williams. in there like yeah. Book Thief is. Uh, all the critics hated that movie. 
Gravity, uh, Emmanuel Lubinsky, her, W. Butler and Owen Poulet or Pallet or whatever. Yeah, however the that. hell you Edith say Blatt, it. Saving Mr. Saving Banks. Mr. Banks. How about that? Thomas Newman. Is this? That's really a tough one. Is this where I now? Now because the the, the Academy obviously loves big name cachet. Is this where we go? Well, Miss Saving Mr. Banks got kind of overshadowed by Captain Phillips a little bit because that, that was the Tom Hanks that was movie the other Tom Hanks that movie, they're going to yeah. give, and Tom Hanks is always in the running for everything. Do they? Is this just Captain Phillips isn't going to win shit? It's going to be completely shut out. I think. Now, what did you think of the music in Saving Mr. Banks? It's, it's I'm good. trying to remember it. It's just, it's kind of Disney-esque, mm-hmm. both in the fun sense when they're modern times and the boring sense when they go to Colin Farrell and mm-hmm. and the right. nanny that shows up that ends up being nothing like Mary Poppins. She's just a bitch. God, just those flashback scenes in that movie just ruined it for me. Like and and the modern scenes also, it's kind of like well, you know, Disney got his way on everything that she didn't want, like the dancing penguins. Right. Like so, sitting there watching them argue about dancing penguins for you a long time, yeah. it's like well, he got the penguins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like the scenes where they're where they're you know trying out the songs. You know, like that's the most fun right. part. But that's the songs from Mary Poppins. Right. So how much cred do you, does that give the score of the movie? Thomas Newman's very, very respected, but John Williams, it could be like a end of career prize because I can't even believe he's still writing scores for movies. I, this is why I think it could be John Williams is because they're going to look at this list and as we're talking here, none of these scores jump out at us. No, there's none of them we go, oh my God, that was an amazing That was an amazing score. score. So yeah. that's why they're just going to go, I'll give it to John Williams. But Book Thief is such a, like a lot of people will not have seen it, won't bother to watch it just for this one category. So I say this is where these people that just go through and check shit off. (laughs) I say this is, well, gravity or, because the score in gravity was cool, but like the thing that was most emotional and moving and scary about gravity was how quiet it was sometimes. So I say that this is going to be, no, this is going to be the one that they give to her because it's very acclaimed, that movie. And 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 River Phoenix, (laughs) I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, (laughs) They both got. They both been snubbed in different <laughs> ways, but uh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix not getting nominated for best actor. Like he he made that movie work to me, and uh, and the same with uh, Hanks. That was those were two huge snubs for best actor this year. So that also shows a lack of respect for those two movies. But also the acting category uh, is packed with amazing people. I'm going to go with her too, and one of the reasons also is that because like the production design, it was like almost like a subtle futuristic vibe to the music it made the, the whole movie is a fucking tone poem like it's all yeah. of a piece that the music really the music spike jones picked like right. soundtracky songs and the uh the score itself it was all i saw that movie twice and i was really i was kind of more uh, moved by it the second time because i really i realized oh my god this movie's super long and super like not that much happens, but it's still engaging, right? <laughs> you know, it's either because it's on, more the mood is something that's like uh, draws you in. You're on board from the beginning, or you're not on board from the beginning, and then nothing that happens in that movie is going to change your mind either way. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think uh, you know. Unfortunately, it's one of those movies that the trailer kind of encapsulates it quite beautifully. <laughs> it's like it's like the trailer's like the movie, but without the painful parts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So go uh, check out the trailer, guys. Um, all right. So Doug and Chris are saying her. I think I'm going to stick with my my Mr. Banks uh, long right. shot. I, I tell you, Thomas Newman is uh, quite respected and always does good work. Yeah. So we're we're abandoning the idea of the John Williams uh, career give. I just think that movie is just such a throwaway. They'll just. I, I hope they will hope that he'll do another Spielberg movie. Right. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can give it to him on that next one. <laughs> All right. Makeup and hairstyling. Oh, here we go. Dallas Graham's going to get mad again. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Grandpa and the Lone Ranger. I wish I knew more about the history of the makeup category because it's always such a throwaway category to me. And, and sometimes they, like, I don't know how often they pick old age makeup over fantastical makeup because those are the those are pretty much the options yes. you know uh and and then and, and uh, in the case of old age i'm lumping that in with uh making him look with, with, with sick yeah sick makeup yeah <laughs> it's really well done in dallas yeah. buyers club and it's uh-huh. a great movie and this could be another let's toss it an award but i think leto and mcconaughey are both gonna win I think Bad Grandpa is going to get and this. they're and they're both so good in it that like the right. makeup was less important than it their performances. Yeah, right. Whereas Bad Grandpa it was all about the that makeup. was like, all about the makeup. But how many Academy people, especially old people, are, are watching Bad Grandpa and then liking it enough to think it deserves an Academy Award? Yeah, I that, don't know. Is, that is a the good makeup's question. really good. <laughs> and Spike Jones, it does have he is involved in the movie, <laughs> so it's got the Academy. Uh, and, and it's one of those few times where. Um, you have such an amazing makeup job that's actually not just in the movie. It's made to fool people in the real world. Like, because you have this amazing makeup. Yeah, yeah. has to fool people thinking they are, he is actually an old guy for the jokes to work in the, uh, right. the hidden camera setups. You know, was Boogie Nights nominated for best makeup for the scene where Mark Wahlberg takes out his dick? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> in the case of gra- a bad grandpa, It'll, if it wins, it'll be the first time an Academy Award is given to somebody for creating really long hanging balls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a victory for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and does that count as makeup? Or is that... <laughs> is that just Johnny Knox? I didn't notice if they had hair on them, so I don't know if it counts as hair or makeup. This, is, this one's obviously not Lone Ranger. No way. No. We can tell people that much. Because here's the thing. like When, when Transformers gets the things... I think that's that's partially the Academy going, hey, these movies make a lot of money, so we're going to give them a nod. And Lone Ranger... Right, and also they're obviously very... Yeah, they, are, they are. Technically spectacular. And, and also they're tired of uh, nominating the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings right, movies. Because right, 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 you right. notice they, they're not in there at all for this one. Yeah, well, because also... I think makeup and hairstyling, it's going to become an old-fashioned category because a lot of that kind of work is being done through special effects instead right. of te- actually standing there and making up the actor. You know, like how much were, were the actors made direction. up in Avatar? Uh, never. Right. I think it was even, I might have been nominated for Best Makeup. But I'm going to Dallas Buyers Club because it's just a, a serious movie that Academy members like and the makeup is good and they're just... I just can't see any of them sitting through or liking Bad Grandpa or Bad Lone, Grandpa Lone Ranger. Bad Grandpa should win, but Dallas will win. That's, that's, that's I agree. That's no, reasonable. You guys have convinced me. I was, I was thinking maybe there'd be an upset, but no. No, I mean, they often just pick the serious movie that has makeup in it. It's not, not usually the most fun makeup, you no. know? All right. Dallas Buyers Club it is. It's, oh. like, it's like when South Park movie got nominated for, the, for Blame Canada. There's no way that was going to win. Yeah. There was no way. Um, all right, film editing. So we've got American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, and 12 Years a Slave. Now, I will say, out of all those movies, there's none that stand out more for the editing. 
There's like none where you go, oh, that was an amazingly edited movie, right, more than the yeah, other Yeah, they all pretty much tell the story in the amount of the time they should tell right. it with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd say, I think American Hustle should automatically be disqualified for being too long. Oh, yeah, for sure. That movie de- does def- definitely deserves some editing. I would go, for me... Gravity... I'm going to go Gravity on is this so, it's, it's so It's tight. the shortest... Yeah, Academy Award nominated movie since Annie Hall, I bet. And it's the and it's the it's a tightly edited movie, but it's you never get the impression that it's either too long or too short. You let, get the oh, this is the exact length that this movie should. Let be. me ask you this: Do you think that this is where they give Captain Phillips the the bone because Tom Hanks is probably not going to win, and it's not going to win Best Picture? I don't think Tom so. Tom Hanks is definitely not going to win because he wasn't nominated. I but. Don't think- <laughs> Should he though be nominated again? <laughs> but um, I don't think Captain Phillips is going to win because I didn't see anything spectacular about the editing in that movie. It was it was typical Greengrass, you know, like right. that guy makes good action movies that kind of stick to the the truth of the situation. I mean, that's if anything They're that grounded. might be kind of the part of the problem with Captain Phillips is because if they told the story pretty accurately, it, it, you know, it takes some turns that just aren't the, theatrically interesting, right? You know, and uh, but. I'd say gravravity I'd say gravity just because it, it really I'm going is with gravity too. like yep all right guys gravity it especially is. if they pull a last minute you know uh, American hustle or 12 years of slave pulling ahead of gravity for best picture right I think then gravity is really gonna clean up in the tech tech categories all right. costume design American hustle the Grandmaster the great Gatsby uh, the invisible woman and 12 years of slave well, first of all the invisible woman did you didn't even have to put an outfit on her <laughs> and then I mean that's just the period piece nod that always goes in right. costume design and right. tends to win you know like atonement and shit like that wins right. best costume um, 12 years a slave I think it's you know it's brilliantly accurate and probably amazing costumes but it just doesn't as a person who knows nothing about costumes, it, uh, it you know it doesn't nothing about it feels special it's big to me. Period pieces, which is why this is I think my personal favorite is the Grandmaster. I would love to see the Grandmaster win. That's never going to win. But that's yeah. that's the thing. It's going to go to something. Now, I think I, I think it'll, I think probably American Hustle just because it's the kind of thing. It's the aspect of the movie people talk about. I right. think that uh, I think American Hustle will win too, but for a different reason. I think because. Uh, production design is going to go to Great Gatsby. They don't want to give it two awards, <laughs> so I think uh, I think Great Gatsby is going to lose in that. Although it's a strong in that category, and I think American Hustle is going to win too. All right, I'll go Hustle. But I would, you know, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed if Grandmaster won for costume. No, you know design. what? If the 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 long shot is going to be Invisible Woman. If Invisible that that's going to be the movie that sneaks in. It won't be Grandmaster. They'll just go. Oh, period piece. They, the uh, the Academy loves fucking old school gowns right. and shit like that. They see gowns and wigs. But Invisible Woman just it came out so late in the year and just didn't, uh, didn't get, it, it, any it, attention whatsoever. I mean, I haven't seen it. Don't plan on seeing it. And they didn't have. I don't think they had the money to push it. So I mean, I'll watch it on a plane. Cinematography. Or a stagecoach. Grandmaster for cinematography. Gravity, Inside Lewin Davis, Nebraska Prisoners. Now, I think this is a. Now, that's. But that is some cinematographers making the choices. Yeah. Those are some interesting. I mean, those movies were all really well shot. And uh, and and idios- idiosyncratic, but and prisoners though is particularly interesting to me because how that movie got ignored for everything else. I think it's just so relentlessly grim and also too long. Yeah, 
that that just sort of hurt it. It's it's weird because it has amazing performances in it. It does, but like Hugh Jackman is just angry the entire time, you know, and he has some good crying scenes, but it's still like I could see why he got overlooked. Right. And then the movie as a whole, like for best picture and screenplay and all that stuff, I I, I think it was really well done. But it just it it, it really dragged out like and, it. And, and bummer endings, like it's like that movie, The Pledge, that Jack Nicholson movie, The Pledge, which was an amazing film. But bummer endings are like forget it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you need it. Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. You do. You do. Uh, so I you think need to this gump is it. A, this is a strong category, but I think Gravity by far and away, just because of it's just the it's so amazing. It yeah, I, I think if something's gonna skate in, it, that could be the Nebraska nod. Like that could be the one thing Nebraska wins. But I, I think Gravity's a, a smarter yeah. play. Gravity indeed. All on board for that. Original screenplay, we've got American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, Dallas Buyers Club, her Nebraska. This is really I don't think American Hustle is gonna win here. Although I don't know, it might sneak in Blue Jasmine. I think, I think this is where Nebraska gets it. I think this is where Nebraska picks up its its nod. Like I think this is. It's interesting because like part of what uh, the, the the dialogue in, in Nebraska is so real and spare. Like it's not like it, you know there, there, there's some parts that are somewhat poetic, but like I don't know. Like, don't you I, think that's a do you? Trend? What do you think? What do you think about the the that that Woody Allen is super in the press right now? Like, because it's all of everyone, right? I think that's going to hurt. Because that's yeah. see, that's where I because uh, you know I just jumped to Blue Jasmine almost just because it's a great screen. It's play. such it's such a well written movie. Like I've never seen a movie before that wasn't funny at all, but felt like, was felt like a comedy, right. but was also super engaging the entire yes. time. I was always engaged, but I never really laughed. It was almost like a uh, um, a more comedic streetcar named Desire. <laughs> oh, you know what's going to happen here. Hustle. No, no, no. Dallas Buyers Club. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's a good script. That's not that great. It's a good it's- script. I think it's a good script. I think it's very deserving. I think Academy... Is either going to go? It's going to for the Academy voters. Is either going to go Nebraska? Well, wait. Let me or ask American you, Hustle because every it had funny moments. Let me ask left. you guys another question. Did everyone vote before Woody Allen got all into the press for this last round? I think the voting's not done yet. The awards aren't until March second. Okay. So still got a couple of weeks. All right then. I mean, it might be done about now, but it's just been relentless. It almost seems like the publicists are trying to keep him from winning an Oscar. But on the other hand, he's always blown off the Oscars. So, he's like, stopping like, him from winning is not really yeah, anything anybody should bother to do. Way. He really doesn't. Well, I mean, he probably, you know, I mean, we don't know how he feels either way, but we know he pretends. <laughs> yeah. He's, or at least he, well, he gives it, never wants us up. to think that he doesn't care. Yeah, he certainly never shows up for any of these. He movies. showed up that one year after nine eleven and made a weird speech with weird jokes in it. Yeah, just to be oh, just because he loves New York so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I appreciated it at the time, but man, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of all the all the allegations against it's, him. It's and crazy. It's, it's just crazy. it's just and two it's sides just saying this happened. No, it didn't. Either way, it's heartbreaking. And it's all for the and it's all crazy enough that both sides' stories have some credibility. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't, so you never know what's going. So on. it's not stopping. Not to jump ahead, but it's not stopping Kate Blanchett from winning. <laughs> I don't think, but for screenplay, that probably so what is going to hurt. You know what? I'm going to go Nebraska. I hate having to choose. Let me just say this. This one's a hard one. I am going to go. I'm going to go long shot on this one. I'm going to go her. 
because yeah. it's a really odd, unique, and different screenplay from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think it's just artsy enough that it might get the screenwriter nod. The second time I saw it, I saw it with my mom, and when when uh, Joaquin Phoenix is playing that video game with the little funny little guy running around, yeah, yeah. and the little guy's always like, "Fuck you, suck my cock." Yeah. <laughs> I still laughed, and my mom just sat there like she didn't think it was funny at all, and I was still giggling over it. But I could, but I think mostly what where they lost her is she just she doesn't even understand the world of video games or little animated characters, and like right. you know, like and then the, and she also doesn't just automatically think swearing is funny like. Like I do, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it, it still cracked me up. Cocksucker, yeah. <laughs> follow me, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going, you... He's really cute too. It's so a what... clue. It's a clue. What's your pick, Doug? You got... Oh, okay. So shit. After all is said and done, but I just think that Dallas Buyers Club wins on the. Ha! Ah, here we go. It wins on the. Took forever to get made, and it's an important story. That's right, why it right. wins. And a great acceptance speech about, you know, yeah. moving forward and we still still hasn't been cured. Wow. You know what? I, I can't argue with that. I'm, <laughs> st- I'm still going to stick with her, but I see, I see that point. This category, three-way split. Duggity Benson, Dallas Buyers Club, her Mancini. Nebraska goes to the Elwood. Um, we are going to... This is going to be tough. We're going to so. send each other some I told you so texts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Adapted screenplay, Before Midnight... Captain Phillips, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, Wolf of Wall Street. 12 Years a Slave. Yes. I think adapted. Yes. Can I just sidebar with some shit that blew my mind yesterday? Sure. <laughs> Tom, this is about food. Tommy Chong was on Getting Dug with High. Uh-huh. His cellmate when he was in prison for forever, or for nine months, Jordan Belfort. No. No way. Fucking how crazy what? is that? And Tommy as Tommy Chong prison? describes it, Belfort just played all, spent all day playing tennis. That was that the prison they were in let him play tennis all day. And he wrote a book that came out and made him some money and some notoriety. It got made into a Martin Scorsese movie, and Leonardo DiCaprio played him. That man has not been punished yet at all. No. It's now, fucked up. That motherfucker needs to be a goddamn <laughs> Kickstarter. That yeah. cocksucker. And Tommy liked him. Tommy's the one that taught him how to write a book. Like Tommy's like, "What are you? Why aren't you writing a? Uh, why aren't you writing while you're in here? Because Tommy's writing every day. He's like, "Why aren't you wasting your time not writing something while you're in prison?" And then Jordan wrote something and gave it to Tommy, and Tommy gave him like notes on it and told him, "Told him this isn't honest enough. You got to be more honest." And then you know, then he wrote a book that you Jesus. know tells all that crazy shit. Wow. <laughs> But now we were saying too. One of the other guests pointed out that they can't keep the money from that. It has to go to the victims for any proceeds from selling your story. Isn't there? There's like oh, maybe, yeah. but he can make yeah. proceeds from just being him, though, right? Yeah, ancillary profits. His, yeah, that little seven-figure stipend he gets from his fucking speaking tour. Yeah, I think that's. Gee, you think the movie or book helps promote that? He'll yeah. do all right, but yeah. also, I mean, seriously, I want Leonardo DiCaprio to play me in a movie. <laughs> All right, Someday. so sorry, sorry about that sidebar, fellas. <laughs> All right, before before midnight, it was the it was the richest of the films, and uh, but the, the the nomination is the award. I think I think before midnight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just two people just sitting around having a free flowing conversation, and sometimes they're angry. Uh, Captain Phillips, you know, great job of telling that story, but I don't see that seems more like a directorial achievement. Philomena, I really liked a lot. Like, I was happy to see it get the best picture nod and what's her name, Dench. But, uh, yeah, maybe. 
Might be fun to see Steve Coogan get up there and say something. That guy always knocks it out of the park when it comes to are you, so you're, are you, public are you, speaking. Are you calling it, Philomena? You, I don't know, man, because 12 Years a Slave, John Ridley's a cool guy. used to be a stand-up comic, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously this was uh, probably not another easy story to get to the screen. You know, you had to find Brad Pitt and get him to participate. And, and I think, too, the adaptation of this actual story that showed, couldn't have been easy. Couldn't have been easy. Yeah. And it also, you know, he did a good job of showing that book, the realities of slavery that some of us weren't aware of. We just assume, oh, all black people were slaves. No, this guy, wealthy dude. You had the white abolitionists. Like it wasn't as clear cut as maybe some of us think. And I think that was getting all of those points in the book and the historic and, and doing the historical research, which I think makes. Do you know that Solomon Northrup's story was a TV movie? Yeah, yeah, they they already did it once. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, like in the seventies, maybe sixties, seventies, something like that. So I I wish there was a way to track it down because it'd be kind of just interesting to see how television tackled that same story. Because obviously, in the movie, they go crazy with the whippings and the nudity and stuff. But I think too, your 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 um, prediction about why Dallas Buyers Club speech about it's important. I think they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was just saying with John Ridley is like he's a. You know he's a good guy. Like he's he hasn't written a ton of movies, but I I I, I think he was the right writer on uh, Three Kings, which oh, was great. Yeah. So anyway, um, and and Wolf of Wall Street that could certainly squeak in there because uh you know it's written by the guy from uh uh you know that worked on uh, Mad Men. Oh right right. And uh, uh Weiner, Weiner Weiner, um so and it's Scorsese and that might be their might be their only award. It's a funny ass movie. I mean, the uh, screenplay is pretty funny. So, I just talked myself into Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> Chris. Oh yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. I, I think this one's a no brainer across the board. Yeah. All right, foreign language film. We've got The Broken Circle Breakdown from Belgium, uh, The Great Beauty, Italy, The Hunt, Denmark, uh, The Missing Picture, Cambodia, and Omar, Palestinian territory. I've not seen any of these foreign languages. Well, I can tell you the Broken Circle Breakdown is about a uh, a flat waffle. <laughs> <laughs> is this a, is this uh, a John sidebar? Does the great get mentioned at all? In that the movie? Great Booty is about uh, this is a, a Italian woman with a great ass. <laughs> the Great Booty. The Hunt from Denmark is about. Um, it's kind of like how people there feel about Helen Hunt. <laughs> they, call the <laughs> they call her the Hunt. The Hunt. She's huge over there. It's really weird. It's a really weird documentary about how famous Helen Hunt is okay. in Denmark. That makes, that's weird. And the missing picture from Cambodia. That's got to be the winner, right? But also Omar from the Palestinian territory. You don't think? Did you, did you read where it was from? Yeah. Oh, I guess you're saying all all academies Jews <laughs> got nominated, um, but I I think Cambodia one sounds the most uh, intense for sure. Let's pull up missing picture. What's that one about? It's weird. The movie that sort of got the most acclaim foreign film this year, the most attention was uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, and it it got snubbed in the. It uh, did. Yeah, I saw that on a lot of lists. All right, this is why missing picture is going to win. Uh, they use clay figures, archival footage, and narration to recreate the atrocities of Cambodia's Khmer Rouge committed between 75 and 79. Boom, done deal. All right. I Innovative can't. way to talk about that. But Great Beauty's another way to go, because that's... Bomar, Great Beauty's actually got a, like a theatrical release and stuff, like so maybe more voters will see it. It's just called Omar. Yeah. 
Well, if it already got snubbed by IMDb. Um, <laughs> no, he just had to get past Omar Gooding okay. Jr. A young Palestinian freedom Omar fighter Epps. to work as an informant after he's tricked into an admission of guilt by association in the wake of an Israeli soldier's killing. I think I've heard it's good, but... Uh, sure it is. I think Missing Pictures is still going to win. Okay. I know what's Great Beauty about, you said? Great Beauty? That's from Italy? Yeah. Uh, and It's kind of a... Uh, it seems like a kind of a standard issue foreign film. I saw the trailer, and it seems very sure. quite opulent and uh, about royalty, and yeah. some, some beautiful girl comes to town. and Jip! Uh, Gambardella has seduced his way through the lavish nightlife of Rome for decades, but after his 65th birthday and a, and a shock from the past, Jep looks past the nightclubs and parties to find a timeless landscape of absurd, exquisite beauty. Okay, missing picture. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've only seen one of the... Uh, I've only seen one of the documentaries. The Act of Killing, Cute... Uh, Which cute, one did you see? Cutie and the Boxer. Cutie and the Boxer, Dirty Wars, the square 20 feet from stardom. What's Cutie and the Boxer? Cutie and the Boxer is about this uh, old uh, Asian couple who uh, like moved to New York to be artists. And, uh, you know, it's about, you know, now they're older and it's just about, uh, you know, all the struggles and how hard it was and how he sort of became like a, uh, a celebrity in the art world because he, you know, he'd wear boxing gloves and put paint on them and, and punch the canvas. And, but she's also a very good artist in her own right. And it's just sort of how they never, ever really made any money or have any kind of acclaim, uh, even though they're both really good at what they do and their relationship. I, My favorite part is there's a scene where he's talking about how much he hates Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> 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 talking about how stupid it is. But um, I think the act of killing, act of killing is, uh, you know, I haven't seen it yet because I'm just terrified of yeah, it. Yeah, because it sounds just so disturbing. It's so it's disturbing, but it just sounds, I'm... it's just the most revolutionary documentary of, of this or maybe any other year if they if they do exactly what they say they do. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. Well, here's, to, to, it's, it's a documentary which challenges former Indonesian death squad leaders to reenact their mass killings in whichever cinematic genre they wish. Yeah, and they love sharing the stories of how they murdered lots of people. And that's one of those movies that you, when you hear it, you're like, well, do I want those images in my head? Do I, do it's, I want it's to see this movie? one of those things where it's like, um, it's, and in, 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 it's a comment on movies as well because they yeah. because these guys they they glamorize you know they Them in, their, in their heads they think that it's almost that it is cinematic so they're right. they're thrilled to get to act it out that way and it's like um, you know not to give anyone any spoilers but the ending is sort of like you know everything that's great about documentaries and and how uh, these revelations can happen while you're shooting that doesn't necessarily happen in a narrative. Like capturing right. the Freedmans or right. something. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I think I think that's going to win. That's why I, I, I think documentaries are going. consistently more satisfying these days than uh, narrative features, you know, even at like film festivals or whatever. Uh, and even now on Netflix, now documentaries are really getting more of a fair shake, you know, and like people are seeing, a lot of them are seeing Sometimes these. Sometimes you can like catch Like Act of Killing more, is yeah. doing... You know, it's making some money. It's doing well. One of the, one of the, part of it is the, is the technology in that, you know, before this digital age, the production value on shooting something on 16 millimeter was like... It was expensive it was to expensive. shoot a documentary. Yeah. But I think if a documentary gets completed and released and somebody's putting enough money into it that it's getting out there into the world, that it's going ha- to be like, you know what I mean? Like if you're Word following a subject around and nothing ever happens... 
You know, like right, right. like if you don't have that story, if the sure. arc doesn't, because every documentary compelling. has these great arcs to them, yes. and it's all people that just let's start shooting these people and see what happens. Well, you know, you and, know, and all that happens in the editing because what they're doing is they're applying the narrative techniques to the documentary. Yeah, I mean, a great example of that was King of Kong. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing documentary that had all the same narrative hooks in it of a uh, fiction film. Yeah. But then, like, you know, Graham and I went out on the road and tried, you know, made a documentary where we thought, you know, if something crazy happens, we're going to get it. And it was and it was a really good uh, look at what our lives are like on the road and the, the venues and especially some of the people we have to deal with. But ultimately, you know, like if and if there's anybody going to have a complaint about it is that it doesn't have any kind of story. It's just like, like the tour the, begins, the, the tour ends. Yeah. yeah. And you can get away with that if it's a band, because right. like <laughs> at least the people get to hear all their hits along the way. Right. So. <laughs> So the so the only thing that we had to resort to was just make using as much of the as much funny stuff as we could and just try to you know just try to make it uh, so that people can you know so have what some you're laughs. Thing is Doug is that people should um, contribute to earbuds the document the podcasting document. Yes, because <laughs> once you guys start filming. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. I already know some of these through some of the letters I've been getting from fans. Like I'm, I'm getting emails. A guy in Antarctica said, "Podcasting saved his life." He was working and doing has hazmat work in Antarctica, and he's like, "The summer is like four months of darkness," and he had just gone through like a breakup, and was like, "I was listening to documentary or uh, to podcasts, and that literally kept me from like killing myself and going crazy." And I think if we make this movie, we're gonna have the stories I'm hearing. Yeah, you go to Antarctica and you reenact him killing himself (laughs) (laughs) with claymation. Yeah. But I mean, no, like I, I keep getting all these emails about it since we've been doing all this, this, these interviews for Kickstarter. And yeah, I, I just think, forwarded you a couple more. It's amazing. It's I think I think if this thing funds, we're going to get some amazing. When stories. this thing funds, it's going to be fantastic. When this thing funds, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> and we'll have funds, funds, funds. funds. Until the Kickstarter takes the animated feature. We all say active killing for documentary. Yes. yes. Animated feature: The Crudes, Despicable Me Two, Ernest and uh, Celestine, Celestine, Frozen, The Wind Rises. Frozen, next category. No, no, this is a oh, two. This is a, oh, no, are you wait. a uh, Mayako Bakuguchi <laughs> fan? <laughs> now the reason two-way race. Now. That was a Italian accent. <laughs> the Wind Rises has a very strong chance. First of all, it's being released by Disney. Disney's going to win either way. Uh, but it's is farewell movie and uh, how do you pronounce it though? Let's Miyazaki. Give, Miyazaki. What's how's the first name? Uh, Seth. Hir- <laughs> John Hirohito. Hirohito. Something. The first name. Uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Irutu. Something like Hir- that. Hirutu Miyazaki. I'm gonna wait to bring it up because I want to just keep hearing <laughs> you guys say this name incorrectly. Uh, Hey, Ayo Mizaki. Hey, Ayo. So, whatever. And I really think that. Uh, it's his uh, last movie. Last movie I saw the movie. Oh, you've seen it already? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm seeing Hashtag it tomorrow. KGL does the voice <laughs> in it. I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, I it wasn't my I, I, all of that stuff doesn't uh, do it for me. The the uh, the kind of fantastical whimsical anime I just have never uh, keyed into it. I, I, uh-huh. If I watch an anime, it's got to be like people killing each, killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that having said having said that, it is beautiful and it is you know his final 
uh, movie, but I just think that most most actors in the Academy aren't sitting around worried about whether or not he's going to make another movie, and uh, they'll just check Frozen because yeah. it's you know. I'm going to go upset. I'm going to go win rises. Yeah, battle I, I, voting with his heart. Yeah, It'll be interesting I, if that happens. And I think it. I think because it's his last movie. ABC will be mad if that happens. <laughs> All right. Best supporting actress: Sally Hawkins in Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle, Lupita. Nyong in 12 Years a Slave, Julia Roberts in August Osage County, June Squibb in Nebraska. This is the one, this is of the remaining categories, this is the only one that I have uh, waffle issues. I, because do you go Lupita Nyong in 12 Years a Slave or do they go June Squibb in Nebraska? That's what I think it's between. But Yeah, but Sally Hawkins just, uh, she's won some prizes. Jennifer Lawrence, they love Jennifer her. Lawrence has won it a couple times, like at the BAFTAs, the British uh, Academy. They gave it to Jennifer Lawrence, um, but Lupita Nyong'o, as uh, she won the Screen Actors Guild Award, which it, it, just in the acting categories, that's a good s- sign right? that Jennifer Lawrence won in Golden Globes. So it's like I don't know. Hmm. I you know I th- I thought Jennifer Lawrence was better in that in the second Hunger Games movie. Like yeah. I thought she was good in American Hustle, but I also thought she was like rose to the occasion. And that if they wanted the movie to work as a complete piece and not just work with their friends again, they should have gotten a different actress. Right. And now she's winning awards for it. <laughs> so what do I know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's no Winter's Bone. I don't know. Performance. No, she's Bones. just great. She's just great. Yeah. And like, who doesn't want to see her get up and make a speech? No, you know, right. I want to see that for the rest of my life. Right. But for this one, I think it's going to be it's between Jennifer not right. Lawrence and Sally Hawkins. I think it's going to be between those two. Yeah, uh, uh, but the Lupita—that's where yes. young, yeah, beautiful actresses too. squeak in that, on that supporting actress true. all the time. Yeah, and but Woody Allen—that's that's the pocket for if an actress is a supporting role in a Woody Allen movie, they win. I think yeah. Lupita because here's the thing with Lupita: this is Hollywood wants to say we discovered her. She is. You've never heard of her prior to this movie, and now we're going to give her the award, and she's on the center stage. And guess what? She's going to be the new Gabby Sadaib and be in a bunch of movies now. And- it's a. It's a, a. You know, it's a meteor role than what Jennifer Lawrence is doing. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is practically the comedic relief in uh, right. American Hustle. I just, which is another thing people like. You know, they gave it to Mary Steenburgen for that uh, movie she was in a million years ago. Um, Anyway, this is this is the toughest one for me. So I I I, I recuse myself. Too. She she went through a great transformation for that character. You really believed that They're character. They're all good. I mean, yeah, and she's um, British. Yeah, and yeah. she's playing an American so effectively. That that shit's out of hand these days. Uh, There's so many British actors faking it as Ameri- as Americans. <laughs> it's true. But when it goes the other way, it always looks false. Like I was watching Olivia Wilde in something. What about Walking Walking Dead? Dead, uh, They're all actors British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never heard Cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Where's Carl? I thought that was uh, Christian Bale's Batman. Where's Rachel? (laughs) Um, This isn't a democracy. Now I know what that feels like. Don't go there. Oh, I'm sorry. That was outtakes. <laughs> okay, so talk to the hand. Julia Roberts. That's some Get nonsense. That's some nonsense. That's Stupid. just filling out the category. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to pick them. No, but right. there were other supporting actresses that were better than Julia Roberts. For sure. Amy Adams in her would be better. Yeah. Lupita. Right. I go Lupita. No, I'm going to go Lupita too. Oh. Ooh, dig it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we're trying to help people. 
win their ballots. And Graham so my advice me. is a husband and wife should enter together, and this is where they should part ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the one where one of them should pick either Lawrence Just or sort Hawkins. Of it's either going to be Lawrence or Hawkins or Lupita, I think. It's, it's uh, you yeah, know they're, they're all fighting it out. I'll go with I'll go Lupita with you oh, guys. Oh, across just, the board, Lupita. Right. Let's a last just, minute across. Let's the board. just commit to it. You know, part of the fun of picking Lupita is that if Jennifer Lawrence wins, we still get a fun speech. Right. Uh, we'll right. be sad that we missed the category, <laughs> and that we weren't brilliant. All right. At guessing these arbitrary bullshit awards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is useless. Um, all right. You know what I mean? You know how like we have friends that know about the Oscars and friends that are just like, fuck care, the yeah. Oscars. I don't care. Yeah. Like some people won't listen to this episode for that, <laughs> that very reason. All right. Best lead actress, Amy Adams in American Hustle, Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, winner, Judy Dench in Philomena, Meryl Streep in August Osage County. Oh, you didn't say this earlier, but Blanchett has won every award possible. I know. I know. She is so incredible, has been missing for years, and hopefully nobody's seen Monuments Men yet. <laughs> she hasn't jerk. been missing for years. She was good in. She's in every Hobbit movie. She went and had. Well, yeah, but other than that, she wasn't in anything because she had a kid and like you know, yeah, yeah. started raising right. it and all that. She won Golden Globe. She's. Uh, I'm. I'm going. With she's Kate spectacular. Yeah, I, like I, it's so that performance is so. There's so much about. going on there. It is big, but <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, realistically Sandra so. Sandra Bullock did great too. I wouldn't be upset if she won, but I really. Graham, you've known bad. some high strung bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you ever accuse them of being I, over the uh, top? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I think he has. I think that's why he doesn't like it. Yeah, that's why. I don't need to. I don't need to be reminded that people can yeah. be like this. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to see her speak because then I got to watch this movie more. That's why I never saw her. I don't want to fall in love with a robot. I don't need some high string wing nuts in my life. I like a nice scientist floating in space. You have yeah. to see her, dude. I'm not going to see it. Watch it on a plane or something. On a boat. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see it on a plane. It'll be on a plane and I'll watch it. You yeah, know? just be meta. Yeah. Watch it on your computer. Oh, God. All right, so you clowns are going with Blue Jasmine Bullishant. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going with Sandy Sandy yeah. Bullock. Blue yeah. Shet. Blue Shet. <laughs> she's, she's full of... That's such Blue Shet. Category. Right. In interest of time, Leto McConaughey. <laughs> gravity, <laughs> gravity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Barcad, Captain Phillips, Bradley no. Cooper, American Hustle, no. Fastbender, 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> no. Barcad better run up there and say, I'm the winner now. <laughs> just um, take it away from Jared whoever Leto wins. Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, without that's a, just... A question. He hasn't been killing it with the speeches. Like, his speeches aren't great. Well, he hasn't but been in a lot of movies, either. This is the first movie he's been in a he's, while. Yeah, he's a weirdo rock star, is yeah. what he is. Yeah. But but he, uh, I, th- I just think he's so good, and he's so... Like he's going out of his way to not, and all these award shows not be anything like that character, you know. Right. Like he's uh, got super long hair. Yeah, he's and, always in some like gold sport coat or some shit like that. Yeah, he's always acting really like he's all right. awesome. Best lead actor: Chris Christian Bale, Bruce Dern, DeCaps, uh, Chibote Ejiofor, McConaughey. Uh, hey, can I go real quick? Props to Jonah Hill. Sure, that yeah. guy is fucking tearing it up because. He could have been a Johnny one one note comedy actor. He could have been Jonah he, Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. He made the move, and he also yeah. yeah. When he plays in these other types of movies, he plays a character. But I still, whenever I see, I'll watch if if I have ten minutes to spare and the sitter is on, I will watch it. I just like that guy. <laughs> I just think he's just an entertaining presence. 
Yeah, and, and like you say, the thing I, I I was starting, one of these guys, initially I was starting to get annoyed. I'm like, he's going to play the same guy in every he fucking He was great movie. and this is the end. Right, but he, was, no, I know, and he's done, he's done all these things like um, um, the baseball one, it's, I'm blanking. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Moneyball. Moneyball, Moneyball yeah, He's yeah. great in Moneyball, you know, and the sitter, he's, I thought he was going to be like, well, I don't know, instead he's sort of like a, I don't know, he's, he's it's good to see. Okay, now I think this is going to go to Matthew McConaughey uh, over Chiwetel Ejiofor because I think 12 Years a Slave is going to win Best Picture. So I think they're going to give Best Actor to Matthew McConaughey. Man, who are they going to get to open that envelope? Who's going to be not afraid to fuck up Chiwetel Ejiofor? Ejiofor. <laughs> yeah, like who's going to... So who do you McConaughey's going to win. I, I think so absolutely. Too. He's won all the big prizes. Bruce Dern would be like nice to see, and he was he, Bruce Dern was cool because he insisted on being in the best actor category because you know he said he think it would be bullshit to win best supporting actor when it was the leading role. Right. You know, so that's uh, that's pretty cool of him. Like today, I was watching. You know that guy from Rush, the guy that's face gets messed up. Like he got overlooked. Jeffrey Rush. Huh. The movie Rush. Oh, okay. The no, race car movie. I got it. Yeah. The Daniel Bruhl, I guess his name is. Yeah. yeah. Thor's brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that guy uh, was great in that movie and was a lot of talk like, you know, he got snubbed for a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. But that movie's also, it's about his character. Right. Like I finally saw it this morning and I'm sitting there watching it going, this guy's in it a lot for best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's about his character. It's, it's him and it's a rivalry between two dudes. And there's long sections of the movie where you don't even see Hemsworth. And they're just fucking around with the other guy driving around the countryside. Yeah. Weird. But that guy's really good. That guy's a really good actor. actor. Yeah. So that's, you know, but also supporting actor. I think Cooper kind of squeezed in there at the last minute just off of American Hustle steam. You know, yeah. I thought he was good in it. I liked how manic he was in some scenes, but I didn't think he was that great. You know, anyway, sorry. So you got, we're all going McConaughey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, directing. Gravity. Because, because we're in the middle of the McConaughey Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is the McConaughey Day. David O. Russell, American Hustle, Alfonso Cuaron, um, Gravity, uh, Alexander Payne, Nebraska, Steve McQueen, 12 Years a Slave, and Scorsese, Wolf. Um, we're going to all go Gravity, right? Right. Yeah. 85% of the time, the award, when the, whoever the DGA gives Best Director to wins the Academy Award. It's just as close a thing to a lock as you could hope right. for every once in a while. Right. And usually when it doesn't, it's like, cause it's a split thing where they right. give it to one movie director and another movie, best picture. But, uh, I, so Quran won for gravity for right. director's guild. So I think that's going to win. And, and then, it, and, and the drop, the job of the director is that is so the direct, I mean, right. that's, he did it. He did everything. And he, and he also co-wrote the screenplay. How do you tell this story visually? This, That's yeah. pretty much... And direct actors yeah. who were acting in, on green screens. Like, you know what I mean? It took forever to make. Everything he's made has been, if not beautiful to look at, also just brilliant movie making. Like, the guy's, the guy's incredible. Yeah, he's great. Uh, but this is where they'll give it to him for sure, and then for best picture... That then they could flip it over to 12 Years a Slave or, uh, or you know, this last-minute excitement over now, American the Hustle. the thing, too, about Best Picture is uh, it's really considered the producer's award. Like, if you see, like, actor, writer, director, Best mm-hmm. Picture is really mm-hmm. to the producers. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that into consideration as these, what movie, how, how well was it produced? And when you look at a movie like 12 Years a Slave, just for Best Picture, and then you take into consideration how hard it must have been to make, I really think 12 Years a Slave is a, is a lock. It's gonna but like, when you apply that logic, why did the King's Speech win? 
That is one of those ones where it just kind of... Uh, Boring historical nonsense. Yeah, but it came together. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was all, very it, well done. But yeah. give the actors awards, you know, because that's yeah. it was mostly just acting in a room. You but know, it's mostly them. You know, the producers were taking credit for that. Like we took a movie that was just about the king. You know, um, sp- the king making a speech, and we made it compelling and amazing. Okay, then why did Saving Private Ryan lose to uh, Shakespeare in Love? Uh, that one I'm still mad. At. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get over yeah, it. Yeah, that one years later I'm still like this is ridiculous. Fucking yeah. Shakespeare in Love shot first. Yeah. Oh, God. What? What? Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, twelve years of slave, man. Because yeah. this thing to a to get it made, just the scope of the production um, to to get to see Brad Pitt go up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Because because he'll be accepting that award, I bet. Um, I'm go. I'm you guys. I'm still going Gravity. What? Really? Oh, doing a yeah. little upset. Okay. Oh. I don't think it's an upset because director and picture often ma- match up, not as often as DGA winner automatically. I think wins. this is going to split. I think it's twelve years of slave. I think this is this is because there are, there are a lot of strong movies this year. I think this is where they people have to split because Chiwetel's not going to win lead actor, and it need you know. So you have to you have to give twelve years its due somewhere, and it, this is where they're going to have to do it. That's my picture. That's that's why I think. Yeah, because he's not going to win Best Director. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But if anyone wants to go rogue and vote along <laughs> with me, I think Gravity is you just go Gravity, Gravity is just rises, a nice safe choice. Know. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of folks that uh, don't really want, can't really endure watching some people being uh, beaten over and over again. Right. I mean, it, it's like Passion of the Christ or or your typical action movie. It's a little intense for for some taste. Oh, no question. It is. Um, we used to, you know, we say that's like that was a great movie that I never want to see again. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. That's the other thing. I mean, Gravity is just to me. That's just going to be, uh, you know. I'd uh, actually want. I want to see that again, like an IMAX. Like I saw it sure. in 3D, but I'd like to see it in IMAX. Oh yeah, I, on a giant. Yeah, screen. it was on it was that new Chinese IMAX. It was there for a couple of weeks, and I just didn't get around to going. I know. We're talking about Twelve Years a Slave, right? Yes. <laughs> See it in 3D, but guys. I thought Twelve Years of Slave is it's a remarkable achievement. You know, really good movie, but I also felt like uh, strangely that it could have been it could have been even better. How how so? Just more like I just thought they let that. I think they let the viewer off the hook too often. Like there's too many scenes where they're just kind of sitting around talking, and slavery isn't that bad. You know, which I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I've said this before on another podcast. I'm sure sometimes a slave is happy, you know, like I got a cookie today or whatever. But, uh, you know, well, that, that, that movie lets you off the hook. Like I thought oh, going in, I thought it was going to really be like they kidnap him. And then this guy is fucked and it's just like, uh, you know, it's just going to be relentless, you know, downer. And they uh, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I'm complimenting it by saying that it's not a relentless well, downer. I don't, I don't. I don't even think it'd be completely watchable if it was literally brutality well, I, through the entire thing. I you think, need those, but I think people uh, maybe people just play that up too much to me or something. Well, I, I think to, um, to me that's part of its strength is that it showed the sort of you know you've heard this like well slave owners they a lot of them love their slaves and it's like do you hear that sentence? But it's like you know and and, and the slaves who. Oh, I love my my slave master because they've never known anything else. And I think to show the complexities of that, not to excuse it or slavery wasn't that bad. I know it wasn't saying anything like that. Like Sherlock wasn't the worst slave owner. It was showing it was showing how that's how it just went down. Is that a lot of white people went along with it and were right. like on the fence about it even? Right. 
but just sort of, you know, like that one weird woman, white woman on the one plantation that's like really mean to the slave one minute and then yeah. treating, her, treating her respectfully another. Right. Uh, Alfre yeah. Woodard's character of, you know, she got some status now and how she uses that, that the power play, the politics of that. Like, I think that, and again, to me, I, I liked those things because it showed the, the, how the, the conflict in just about every single person out there, not all of them, like Fassbender clearly had no conflict at all, but like everyone wasn't just as evil as he was. And everyone- Right, like, he was evil in a crazy way. In a crazy right, way. Right. And some people were just like that sort of, that- um the the immorality of 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 being naive of like what I didn't know that you didn't that this was awful and you know what I mean and I think showing all sides of that to me is why I think it, it should be best you see that a little bit in the help too like you see the different types of uh-huh. races the casual racism the vicious racism right. like oh well this is just the way it is you know what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> I think Twelve Years a Slave is great and Gravity is perfect oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's still you know, uh, unfair comparison. They're, they're, you know, it was a it was a it's great a year. It was a great year. It's the first year in maybe forever that there's not a movie on the list that I disliked. Like, how did that? And my least favorite, strangely, of the Best Picture nominees is American Hustle. Yeah. It's still a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's still not horrible. Yeah, but it just it just yeah. it was too much of a uh, you know that's why I think it might win for costumes or whatever because it was too much of a you know wig and dress parade for for <laughs> my taste. Like, like, and not in a fun way. Like, I, I want it to be more. I want it to be more like a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, right. You know, like mm-hmm. be even slicker. You know right. what I mean? Like, I thought he kind of split the difference between slick and trying to really kind of tell this ab scam type of right, right. story. And and like you and I have discussed, like the the guy constantly beating up Louis C.K. That that's not happening oh. in the. In the real world. In the world. Are you no. kidding? Ever. Welcome to, you're, a, you're arrested. <laughs> the FBI, if you strike another FBI agent, I'm yeah. sure you're at least going to lose your job. It's like, like yeah. that guy came from like management training school oh. and is just running, you know, the yeah. FBI well, So you just, you beat your boss with a phone and then you, and you're just basically calling the principal's off and they're like, hey It's guy. funny. He could have beat somebody with a phone in place beyond the pines because he used what he knew about the other guy to, to be made uh, the DA. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, but anyway, um, I, I, yeah, that movie. I just it, it's it is good. It is good. But there's a, there's a few movies that well, I'd, I I'd slip too, into that ninth slot instead. I mean, this this new uh, rule that it doesn't have to be ten is a much better rule. Then you're not shoehorning in. That it right. It just 10. seems like it's always going to be nine though, because it's but not we, nine for three years in a row. Yeah, isn't that weird? Here, here's yeah. why it sh- the, the tenth movie should have been Fruitvale Station. Yeah, or short term twelve, or uh, spectacular now, or spectacular there's a lot, lot of very well done yeah. small movies. The small movies sort of got fucked this year. That's where Twelve Years a Slave kind of eked in because it's it it kind of qualifies as a small movie, but the the themes are so big, right? Right. And Brad Pitt got involved. Brad Pitt, big budget. Brad Pitt. That's yeah, but I mean, and Blue Jasmine's a small movie too. Uh, yeah, comparatively, yeah, right. for sure. But, but I think too, like Fruitvale Station had no big muscle involved in no. it. I think Philomena could have been made very cheaply, probably wasn't, but could have been made very right. cheaply and, and almost as effectively. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great year for independent film and then a, a bad year for uh, the Oscars in terms of recognizing that. Because yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Independent Spirit Awards, hosted by our friend Patton Oswalt uh, and seen on IFC, uh, <laughs> are, um, you know, some, a lot of those things that we just mentioned got Plenty of nominations and mm-hmm. deservedly so. Good, good. All right, well, guys, there's 24 categories. 
We only, the three of us only split on seven of them. Ooh, so there's wow. 17. So there's a leg up right there. That we all mm-hmm. agree on. So um, and, check that and out. And some for very arbitrary reasons, just like yeah. the Academy. <laughs> and I yeah, because I think that, uh, I think they're all a bunch of liars yeah. if they're voting for best, best uh, short documentary. <laughs> they did not watch all of them. And of course, guys, uh, March 2nd, we will be live tweeting uh, the Oscars. So get on your Twitter. And we're going to be doing a... An episode right after the Oscars is a wrap-up, too, yes, right? Yes, we will do an Oscar wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and post it like that night? That night, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. people, at least on the West Coast, can hear it pretty fairly early. Mm-hmm. And East Coasters are going to have to tough it out, man. Yeah, just stay up. Stay up. 2, a, 2 a.m. podcast. Yeah. Get, get some fucking Red Bull in that shit. <laughs> um, all right, well, God, that's our show, man. I love doing it. We did show. it. That was a yeah. really long, too, though, right? Buck 23 and, and oh, counting. Wow. went longer. Okay. Oof. Um, yeah. You guys have gotten a lot of fucking content this yeah. week, so enjoy it. Um, enjoy it. It may end next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take next week off. Yeah. Um, so, all right, that's our episode. Uh, thank you, uh, Douglas Benson. Dougity, diggity, bangity. What, are your, what do you got going on? Where can people Dude, see you? It's happening. You know how Jeff Garland's a pain in the ass. He uh, <laughs> he won the most recent round of a t- tournament of championships, but he's going to be hard to get to move on to the next round against uh, Matt Myra and uh, Jeopardy champion Ken Jennings. So to to expedite that and make it happen, I'm just going to put Jeff on the uh, tournament back burner and uh, have another competition uh, this uh, not this Thursday, but the following one, February 27th. Uh, eight o'clock, flappers in Burbank. I believe Graham Elwood will be there. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, com- com- competing against two other uh, people who have qualified for the tournament, and then the uh, the winner of that will move on to compete against uh, the aforementioned Matt Myra and uh, Ken Jennings. So that's so that's gonna be exciting out at Flappers in Burbank. It's always fun when we do shows out there. That's a good club. And then uh, Helium in uh, Portland. Is where I'll be doing my taping, my recording, my 420 yearly 420 album, and uh, I'm pretty sure, like all seven albums before it, <laughs> I'll be introduced by Graham Elwood. Yes, you will. Perfect. <laughs> Stony McGee coming to the stage for number seven. You'll have to come up with a new one for this one. I always come up with a different one. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and also uh uh. If you're in the Los Angeles area, it's CineFamily on uh, Oscar Sunday. If you're a member of CineFamily, which is a great thing to become a member of and come see lots of cool things it's a great for, for free. Sure. Super fun. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a, an awards show interruption. I can't say what awards show, but it's on Sunday, March 2nd. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And we're going to watch it and interrupt SPs. it. Is that SPs? That's <laughs> and we're going to have a pod, uh, podcast of, of the Dining with Doug and Karen from the patio. And people are going to bring, uh, they have to bring dishes that are themed, uh, that are based on uh, one of the Best Picture nominees. So, wow. yeah, there's some. <laughs> so 12 years of quiche? I guess. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, and uh, and we'll talk about them on on the Dining with Doug and Karen podcast, and uh, and then we'll go in and watch the TV show and make fun of it, and that'll be a blast. And be really angry when uh, if Lone Ranger wins an award. Oh God, yes. Uh, that's my plugs and your website. Oh, let's not. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired of did plugging I, things. Did, did I cross the line? Douglasmovies dot com. All right. All right, guys, uh, I will be headlining the Improv in Hollywood, California, Saturday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. 
Um, come down and check that out. And, of course, uh, Twitter at Graham Meltwood. And all the GrahamMeltwood.com. And go to ComedyFilmers.com for all yes. of that business. Like us on the iTunes and the Facebooks and all that. And obviously the most important thing now is the Kickstarter campaign. This mm-hmm. is the last episode we'll be taping before uh, the Kickstarter campaign ends. So please help us out. Fund this movie. Spread, it's going to be amazing. Spread the word. Anybody you know. Uh, February 24th, 11 a.m. Pacific time. It ends. So if seven of you can do the $10,000 tier, that would be great. It's done. (laughs) You can't spell fund without fun, guys. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy it. Enjoy giving giving them money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Anything else, Christopher? That's it. That's the main things. All right, guys, enjoy this Oscar preview. Thank you once again to Douglas Benson. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember, Han shot first. first.